0: Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Bill Bloom on the line. Bill, how are you? I'm great. Michael, how are you doing? I am doing awesome, and we're going to talk about retirement in the U.S. of A. today and the current state of it, which, as we were talking a little bit in the pre-show, is an interesting dynamic right now during a pandemic. So, uh, why don't you share a little bit about you, and then we'll dive into um, some retirement uh, conversation. Absolutely. Well,
1: first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. I love your show. Um, you have some amazing guests, so this is totally an honor and you know a little bit more about myself is I help people who are 50 years old and older um, I help them plan for a lifetime income you know from the resources and their investments and their savings that they've been you know fortunate enough to accomplish over their lifetime and you know retire is do desire is our motto it's our logo it's really our lifestyle and um, I'm a big advocate of self-education and taking the time to learn and really understand what you're doing and, and really understand your purpose because your purpose is why you're living and why you want to retire and what you want to do with your, your time because when you go from working for 40 years and if you don't have hobbies and things you like to do, um, it makes retirement a little bit harder for some people and I've seen that over the years. So um, life is all about purpose in my
0: eyes. It's so important for people to really think about the future and you know, with their financial planning and their personal finances, you know, to have you know a a life plan around that. Yes, we all live in the here and now. And for so many of us, you know, imagining what life will be like when we're in our seventies or eighties or nineties or beyond, depending on, on how long right. each of us may live. You know, we think about that, it's like, okay, you are going to live for a long time, you know, statistically speaking, so, and you, when do you want to quit working? And they say that, it's like, okay, well, here's, you know, 25 or 30 years that you're not going to be working, what, yeah. you know, what are you going to want to do? And, of course, they want to cruise the world and do this and this and this, and um, I was actually having a conversation with a physician. Uh, I used to work in the healthcare industry, and I had a uh, conversation with a physician who was in his 30s, and you know, he was talking about retirement, touring, and doing this and all of that. And then one day he comes into the clinic, and he says, I'm shutting down my practice for a year. My wife and I are going to go backpack across the globe, and we're going to do all the things that we said we were going to do when we were retiring. We're going to do them now. Because we don't know what life is going to look like then, and I'm guessing at 65, backpacking is not going to be the top of the list <laughs> for me. So uh, so it was one of those weird things, and I looked at him, and I said, you know what? Bravo to you for you know, deciding to take control of your life and do something now instead of the future. But if we do that all the time, then it's like, oh, wait a minute, we ha- we didn't save any money to kind of help us live the golden years and beyond. So, and I know it's a common challenge for so many people. Oh my
1: gosh. I mean, that's amazing what what they're able to do. It it comes down to, I think, saving your money from a younger age. Because if he was in his thirties and if he's doing that, it's pretty amazing. And when you get into retirement, you you have three phases. And I didn't create this. um, I learned this from someone else they said you have your go-go years. So those are the years when you initially retire. That's when you're going to travel. That's when you're going to go and see the places that you've always wanted to or take that cruise. And then as you get a little bit older, you have your, um, your slow-go years. And those are the years where your knee is probably bothering you a little more. Your back might be bothering you. You might not be able to travel as much. And then, you know, you know, you have your no-go years in the later stages of your life, and that's where you're not going to be traveling. You're, you're most likely not going to be spending as much money unless you have some major health issues. But, you know, you, you go through three different phases in retirement a lot of the times, and it's really hard to plan for that because you need to know how much income you need throughout those three phases.
0: And so many people they really don't have an idea they they in all likelihood underestimate how much they need um, now if they're fortunate and they have you know, some property that is paid off um, then that helps a little bit but they still have property taxes and maintenance and all kinds of other situations that come up you know okay you have a pipe burst or you need to update your Uh, air conditioning or your furnace or things like that. These are all bills that come up uh, from time to time. And if you don't have a nest egg to deal with those uh, unexpected things on top of what your normal expenses are, uh, you can find out that, okay, your retirement funds are a lot shorter and a lot thinner than you thought they would be. And that's why you, you end up seeing a lot of people um, going back to work in some type of capacity because, you know, they need to, from a financial standpoint, not just from a get me out of the house because I'm driving my spouse nuts kind of situation, uh, which was kind of the case with a lot of people I know, including, you know, I'm sure my you know my parents, when my dad was alive, um, I'm sure mom was happy that he was out doing things that he enjoyed uh, as well. But, uh, still, it's uh, when you have to do it because your retirement nest egg wasn't as deep as it should have been. You know, that, that's heartbreaking to me. You know, when I hear stories like that. You know,
1: Michael, that's a very good point. The way that I run my practice is I help people plan for those unexpected occurrences. I mean, you had three buckets of money, and this is how I help people plan. The first bucket is your social security. And you and I were talking about this before we started the show is when they started the program, they didn't think people were going to live this long. People are living until their 80s and 90s and past 100 now. And then pensions, those are a thing of the past. I mean, a very small percentage of companies actually offer a pension. So it's very difficult to create income right now from your investments because interest rates are so low. But your first bucket of money is your pensions and your uh, um, your social security. And then the second bucket, that's where you want to have you know, those predictable income streams from your resources and your investments because those first two buckets are geared towards closing your income gap. So if you have, let's say, a month of wanted income or desired income from your resources, we help you close those income gaps or recreate that income that you are receiving from your work. So that way, that third bucket, that's geared towards long-term investing. So that way, when you do have that pipe burst or if you need a new roof or you need a new truck or whatever the case may be, you have investments geared towards those long term expenses that we know we're going to have at some point in our life. So there's a plan for that. And that's really how we help our clients plan for income for their retirement.
0: That's a great plan to have. And uh, I'm guessing you kind of highlight some of this in, in your brand new book that's coming out. So tell us about the book. Um, and one, I always ask of authors, you know, why in the world did you give up all, all your time to write a book? But I know why, because it was something important. But so many authors have, you know, and, and including myself, you know, it, it takes time to put a book together. Um, and you know I know it, you know it. Justin Breen knows it. It's yes. all of these people that we know that write books. Um, it's, it's time consuming and boy, oh boy, but it's worth it because then once it's done, you're holding something that you created from your experiences, what's in your head and everything else. So tell us about this book.
1: Well, the book will be out on October 22nd. It's called Money Habits for Success. And there's also a money journal. It's called Your Money Journal. That's going to be accompanied with it. Um, The reason why I wrote the book is because during this pandemic, I've seen so many people have money issues. And I've seen so many people struggle because they either lost their job or they didn't have money to pay their rent or some of my clients' children were having trouble. And I, I heard so many stories. And it really motivated me to say, It doesn't have to be like this. We could really spend time to make little changes, to have a bigger and better financial future. It's just taking action. So therefore, I created a book that was geared towards high school students, college students, all the way up to baby boomers, so that any generation could simply understand what it takes. And we talked about Debt, we talk about credit cards, we talk about mortgages, car loans inside the book so that people could understand that you know there's negative aspects to money as well. You need to know both sides. And the money journal is the application. How many times have we read a book and didn't do anything with it? I wanted to create a journal so people could actually take action and be forward thinking to write out their goals. Do you want to save $10,000, $20,000? Or when do you want to retire? But it all comes down to your daily habits. So again, the book is the educational piece. And the money journal is the application piece. And they're both going to be available on Amazon starting October 22nd. So so excited about it, but again, it's not about book sales. It's about how can I deliver my message to the world, and books are great ways to do that, as you know.
0: No, congratulations uh, on getting the book out for sure, and look forward to you know, you know picking up a copy and, and going through it. Because it even you know with you know, my financial situation and whatnot, there's always room for growth and, and learning some things. And I, I, I think, in again, the work that you do, especially working with people, you know, that are uh, north of you know, 50 to kind of figure out, okay, what are we going to do in the next you know, 15 to 20 years to make sure that you are able to uh, retire and, and live the way you do or make the necessary adjustments now to do it? Because if you, if you, the earlier you start, the better, you know, I, and I think, you know, that's one of the lessons I always, you know, tell everybody it's like, you know, start yesterday. You know, and and, and of course they look at me. It's like, I can't, yesterday's gone. I said, well, you know, now you know. Um, You should have started 20 years ago. Uh, I can't do that either unless we get a time machine. It's like, well, you get a time machine, maybe take a peek forward too just to see, okay, what actually do I need? So you really plan, but uh, no time machines yet. Uh, Hopefully Elon Musk can work on that next. Uh, But uh, at at the end of the day, it, it, it all boils down to what we're doing now in the moment, and and it, as I said before, it's difficult for so many people to think. Okay, what what's life going to be like for me when I'm in my seventies? You know, that's that's a couple decades away, but you know, what do I anticipate life looking at? And I can look at you know my parents as an example to see. Okay, what you know what is their life like? But you know, their circumstances. Are different than mine, and so it's like, okay, what what are they doing, or what that they are able to do things they want to do. Now, you know, thankfully, my dad was one of those uh, rarities, you know, a rainbow uh, and a unicorn of having a pension, so that helped a lot. Um, And you know, since his passing, you know, mom is now the recipient of that, so she's taken care of and is downsizing and doing a lot of different things so from a financial standpoint i'm not worried uh, about her financial future um, but you know it's other than just being worried about your parent you know it's is a natural thing for a lot of a lot of us but at the end of the day how do you, how do you convince people to start making the changes that they need to make now i mean i know it's probably a difficult conversation at first because they realize, oh boy, I'm on the wrong side of things right now, but how do you get them to, you know, one, have more positive outlook on, okay, we can still do some things here to make your position at retirement time better. So, you know, what are some of those conversations like?
1: Well, it all comes down to the process that we work with our clients and we use technology, Michael. We've really incorporated technology. So we have a retirement income planning software that we could input you know, your social security, your pensions, and really fill up those first two buckets of money. And it will show you if it's enough for you on a monthly basis. So if it's not, that's where we need to look at your other resources, your old 401ks, your current 401k um, if you have rental property all, or if you have a business and you'll have business income in retirement, we're able to take all of these things into consideration and we're able to see the least amount of money it's going to take from your resources to close your income gap. And let me repeat that, the least amount of your assets, because we want to close someone's income gap. So with the least amount of their resources so that their other monies can grow for those long-term expenses or trips or the things that they want to do, those fun things, the play checks, the the exciting part of retirement, the purpose-driven events in their life. So it all comes down to technology and it shows them at what age they will approximately run out of money with what they're doing right now. So we're able to... Fill in those little fixes for them to help close their income gaps. And it's very powerful, and it's actually a pretty simple process to take someone through. It doesn't take days, it doesn't take a ton of hours. It's a really simple process, and that's what people are looking for. They want simplicity, they want direct answers. Um, We're fiduciaries, so we're always looking out for our clients' best interests. That's first and foremost. And we create customized solutions to give them options to like this option or that option or a third. And we let them choose because it's all about them at the end of the day. And that's just how I run my life, how we run our practice. And that's what's most important.
0: And I think, too, having all of that information and the options gives people the opportunity to have a little bit more clarity and control of you know, their normal daily habits and their daily spends and and how they spend and invest their money now, because they'll be forward thinking a bit saying, okay, do I need this now? Because even at the time of this recording uh, there's this thing called Amazon prime day. Okay. And, and a ton of people are uh, giving Amazon a ton of money to buy things and, do they truly need those things or not? And we get excited in the sale, you know, it, when it's fear of missing out, uh, all all the marketing techniques and tricks that are used uh, that you know have consumers consume. And uh, too often, people will consume more than they should. I'm not saying don't buy things on Amazon. I'm not, not at all. I'm <laughs> I'm a Prime member. I took a glance yesterday morning. Nothing caught my eye. Like I. And I was like, "Okay, what do I need i 'm like, oh, i can't think of anything I need, so i'm not going to partake because i don 't need anything uh, and you know for some people that they don't have that mentality they have, oh, I can save this and'm like, yeah, but you're still spending this, and uh, if it makes your life easier and happier now, i mean i 'm not going to tell you not to do it, but be more forward thinking on things because the last thing you want to be is in a situation where you're 79 years old and you know, you've had to take on two part-time jobs that have you on your feet all day because you didn't have enough money you know, banked up to be able to live where you live and do the things that you want to do um, because you spent so many years um, dumping money into Prime Day and and buying things that you truly didn't need, um, and, and I'm not again try not to be judgmental to anybody. If if it's something you need, it brings joy and fulfillment and uh, usefulness in your life. Then I'm not going to tell you not to buy it. But just with every purchase, every you know, be more thoughtful and mindful and and how you spend your money and where you spend it, because uh, the better you have control of that means you'll have better control of what your future looks like as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's brilliant because like Jim Rohn, who's such a famous author, writer, speaker, I listen to him when I go on my runs in the morning um, and he says, so many people spend their money first and save and invest what's left. Whereas a lot of the people who get ahead, which is a small amount of our population, they'll invest and save their money first and then spend what's left. So it's a mindset. And I talk about this mindset in the new book. So this is what the book is all about, is how can you automate that investing first and then you're able to spend what's left on those things that you need instead of spending first and then saving a little bit or investing a little bit or probably not saving or investing anything at all because at the end of the month you might not have anything left if you live that way so I wanted to bring that light to know the public and let them know that it's a choice you don't have to spend everything first but we're not taught money in school we're not taught any financial literacy when we go through high school very little of that in college and that's why I wanted to make this simple for high school students and college students to understand the principles so that they can be educated when they go into the real world and start making some positive choices from day one instead of spending everything because they got a new job. And then maybe I'll save in my 401k or maybe I'll save money should be the
0: opposite. No, it's critical, and I'm so thankful you took the time to to write this book and, and get this message out because it's critically important, and I know I agree with you. Um, this is not something that has been taught in the education system for a very, very long time, and unless people choose to learn more about finances and how to properly uh, save and invest uh, for their future, uh, they're not going to do it until it's much later. And of course, when it's much later, it's, it's much harder to you know build up that uh, quote-unquote nest egg that they need to uh, live the retirement lifestyle that they want. So, Bill, I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you, this book, and and everything that you're doing?
1: Um, Michael, this is so much fun. Great questions. It's so nice to speak with you. And um, you can find us at dot bloomfinancialco.com and also my email address is bill at bloomfinancial.us and I'd be happy to answer questions about retirement planning where it's always great to get a second opinion and really look at what you're currently doing um, to see if you can actually retire as you desire and that's what we love helping people with.
0: That's awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Bill, thank you again for your time and this awesome work that you do. Really appreciate it.
1: Such an honor. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.